Welcome to this week's episode of SDI Encounters, a podcast on spiritual direction and spiritual companionship. I'm Larry J. Morris III. Thank you for listening. Learn more about our work and the work of spiritual direction and spiritual companionship on our website, sdicompanions.org. In today's podcast, SDI Creative Director Matt Whitney is in conversation with Dr. Westina Matthews, who is an author, public speaker, retreat leader, and theologian. Dr. Matthews is an adjunct professor at General Theological Seminary in the Center for Christian Spirituality in New York City, New York. There she teaches contemplative spiritual direction. In this episode, Matt and Westina discuss a contemplative approach to sexuality. I'm here with Dr. Westina Matthews. Westina, it's good to be with you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. We're publishing your article in Presence Journal, uh, A Contemplative Approach to Spirituality and Sexuality. But before I get into that, I just wanted to ask you, like, what, what are you up to these days? But I know that you're you're real busy. Maybe you can just <laughs> update. Yeah, the work that precipitated the article was work that I began in 2017, 2018, received grants from the Episcopal Evangelism Evangelism Society and from a Conant grant, remarkable work, including taking us to El Salvador. But since then, I'm a contemplative. I teach contemplative spiritual direction and lead retreats and, and workshops all over the country. Had a book come out, uh, This Band of Sisterhood uh, with Church Publishing, where I interviewed the first five Black women Episcopal bishops. Uh, uh, diocesan bishops in the church, which is a bestseller, thrilled. And we just had a new book accepted. Uh, it's called Working Title, Working Title, coming out in 2023. Yes. Everybody hold on uh, with the Shalane Institute. I'll be co-editing a book, Soul Food, Nourishing Contemplative Living and Leadership. We're very excited about that. It's around the 50th anniversary of Shalane and all past, current graduates of our long and short-term programs, our awardees, uh, instructors, we're inviting everybody, everybody. If you have a Shalane connection, think of us. Yeah. Do Lord, do Lord, do remember us mm-hmm. and submit. So I'm very excited about that as well. Wow, that's very exciting. Congratulations on, on all of the Thank book publishings and, and future writings that are coming. You can tell that it's giving you lots of life. So Contemplative approach to spirituality and sexuality. You write about this at length, you know, a really beautiful way, inviting spiritual directors who are reading the article to see and understand sexuality as part of one's spirituality. What I have encountered kind of anecdotally is there isn't actually a whole lot of writing about spiritual direction and sexuality. There's a little, but not a lot. And I guess maybe first what I want to ask you is, are there resources that we're missing as spiritual directors? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are. I mean, part of the what precipitated coming out with this article and doing this work was because there wasn't much out there to have a contemplative approach to spirituality and sexuality. It came about when, for me, I'm an Episcopalian, so the Episcopal Church had come out for same-sex marriages, and it created a lot of division and conversation and not necessarily very loving conversation as people began to take sides on the issue. 
And as a contemplative, I wondered, was there a way we can engage in holy conversation and holy listening, that we can respect one another, not to change anyone's point of view, but how do we have those brave, honest, authentic conversations? And so as I looked around for resources, I couldn't find anything that I could use in the teaching of my classes. I, I teach at a seminary. I couldn't find anything. And so I thought perhaps this was an opportunity to come up with something that others might be able to use. But it's hard to find. It seems to be didactic as opposed to having it be very open. You know, it's like, are you where you want this side of the issue or this side of the issue? Or, and so people are gonna take sides, which reflects what's going on in the country right now or in the world, they're so divided and partisan. But for me, a contemplative is one who will engage in holy listening and respect and love one another. And so how do we have those kinds of conversations and in teaching it um, and leading workshops around the country, and as I said, in El Salvador, I realized that you have to first become true to yourself. How comfortable are you with sexuality and talking about it? To your point, you know, the shame, the embarrassment. One of the best questions I love to ask when I'm leading anything, conversations is, how did you first learn about sex? That's a really great question. It doesn't matter where you were on the age spectrum. It doesn't matter on your sexual orientation or your identity or any of that. Everyone can talk about how they first learned and heard and then experienced sex. Mm -hmm. There is a way, a way in to have the conversation. Uh, Richard Rohr, love Richard Rohr, and I quote him, he said, the object and goal of all spirituality is finally the same for all genders. And here he goes, union, divine love, inner aliveness, soul abundance, and generous service to the neighbor and the world. There you go. Yeah. There you go, right? That, that's it. That's, that's spirituality is the same for all genders. And if we believe that spirituality is a gift from God and sexuality is a gift from God. You bring that together, a contemplative approach to spirituality and sexuality, it's all a gift. It's all a gift. That's so beautiful. Such a beautiful understanding and approach. And I love your question. When did you first hear about sex? When did you first learn about it? When you offer that question in, say, a, a spiritual direction session or in a, a class you're teaching, how do people generally receive that question? Well, there's tittering. <laughs> there's tittering, like, ha, 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 ha. I usually go first. Okay, so I'll, for our viewing audience, I'll go first. My parents brought my sister and I in a room and they had some book and they were shaking and talking about the birds and the bees and we had no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> then they gave us the book and said we should study it and we went upstairs in the bedroom. We said, what was that about? Because clearly our parents were so anxious. And when we were first, my sister and I were sexual, were intimate. Our first thought was, 
did our parents know how good this feels? Because they sure didn't let us know, (laughs) right? Do they even know? I share that first, which then allows, gives permission for others to talk about how they might have. Now, mind you, when you engage in this conversation, you may also find that people's first sexual experience was not of their choosing. There is sexual abuse and and molestation and it's quite a bit of trauma. And that's why you really have to be prayerful when you engage with that and that kind of conversation with a directee or with a group because it has to be a safe and sacred space for an individual if they're saying, "I, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. That's not, that's not safe. That's not good for me to talk about. So you have to be mindful engaging in those conversations because all sexual experiences have not necessarily been willing, good ones, you know, loving ones, not all of them. And so that's some of what will happen in a spiritual direction session over time. You'll find that maybe the directee is uncomfortable about a whole lot of things, but it may be triggered from some abuse at an early age. Yeah, that's a really important distinction to make and something that any spiritual director who is going to bring these kinds of questions into the session should be mindful of. Practice active listening is there, you know, as they offer the question, how do you hold sacred space for somebody who has a negative experience or a traumatic experience of sexuality that's still informing their sort of current understanding of sexuality? Well, you know, trust is earned. Today is mine earned. So at the time, it happens over time. If you're in a spiritual direction session, I have not found that someone will come in the door in a new director directee relationship and reveal that. That may come over time. Um, And the first thing I always do is express gratitude that they shared with me, that they trusted me, because we have to honor that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And then I ask if there is more they want to say. I find out if they've been able to get other kinds of support um, to get that. I'm a spiritual director. I'm very clear on what my boundaries are. And if someone has really emotional um, trauma, mental trauma, that's not my expertise. Some directees, directors have that. They have that kind of training. I don't. But I want to know, have they gotten that kind of support? And if not, is it something they're open to? Can I help them perhaps find a place for them to continue that part of the conversation. But often when they bring it up to me, it's more about God or higher power. How could God, a loving God, allow that to happen to me? Where was God in that? How did my parents allow that uncle to do that to me, that aunt to do that to me, that neighbor Where was God in that? 
How can you say God is a loving God? How can you say sexuality is a gift from God? Ah, there is the healing and the holy that's required. Yeah. Right? Right. So creating that space. And that's why it's very important that as a director, we have to be authentic. How comfortable are we with our own sexuality? Now, I've given you one example. When I work with clergy, what they say to me, the things that are coming to them are things about a couple where a married couple where one wants an open marriage and the other doesn't. And they're like, how, how do we have that kind of conversation uh, with the couple? Or those who are want to be in uh, a relationship, in a, in a marriage or a relationship, but they have multiple partners. How do, you, how do you as the director feel about that? So we have to come to terms with our own understanding of sexuality. And are we judging? Um, are we making decisions? Are we, oh, this isn't, you know, I don't agree with what you're doing. Now, we all know that if there are if anything that's illegal, you've got to be careful about it. You, you hear that, yes, but we have to be true within ourselves. Are we bringing our authentic self to God? Does God know how I feel about sexuality? Does God know how you feel about sexuality? And having that kind of conversation with yourself, with God, because trust me, God, divine one, holy one, already knows. It's not like you're telling them something him or her don't already know. They know. So how are you with your own sexuality? I've had directees that are in their 60s and 70s that are sheepish to say that they still have sexual urges. They still want intimacy. You know, that's also, oh, we're not supposed to talk about that. Not my grandmother. <laughs> not my grandma. Yeah. My grandfather? Yes. Yes. Um, I've had directees come to me that have been uh, raised in, uh, in around religion and know that they're married, but they're like, I don't want to be intimate with my husband. So if he forces me, it's rape. How am I supposed to handle that? And where is God in that? The church says, the church says, you know, those are tough questions. I don't pretend to have answers. But through holy listening, through holy listening and finding a safe place, we begin to peel away. It's like peeling away layers of onion. Your tears, but you peel it away. What else is there? What else is going on? And there's joy, you know, and there's joy also. I don't want it to all sound like it's all gloom and, because it's not, because it is a gift. Contemplation is a gift. Sexuality is a gift. Spirituality is a gift. It's all a gift. And so where is the joy in it? Some of the questions that we'll pose is um, how do you feel about an open or a polyamorous uh, relationships, 
with the consent of all involved. We talk about how do you practice intimacy in your, with yourself, God, and others? And how comfortable are you discussing your own sexuality with God and with others? Uh, whether or not the relationship is genital pleasure, who are the people with whom you have shared the intimate desires of your heart, mind, soul, and body? Wow. Who are those persons? And if sexuality must be a part of what we bring in our authentic relationship with God, do you believe that you have an authentic relationship with God? Those are some of the questions that you'll find in the workbook. The workbook's available free. You can download it. And there's a resource guide in case you want to leave. Uh, discussion groups, retreats, workshops. All you have to do is go to the Episcopal Evangelism Society, put in my name, Westina Matthews, Contemplative Spirituality, Sexuality, it'll pop up. You can download free, it's free, it's available free, the guideline and, and the workbook that you could use. So it's a resource. It's just, and it's just the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just the beginning. It's the way in. Mm. It's, it's not the conclusion. It's not even the middle. It's just the beginning. Mm. It's just the beginning of how to have those conversations. You know, Howard Thurman, whom I love, the great mystic, Howard Thurman talks about the voice of the genuine. And he talks about how if you can go down deep into my soul and I can go deep down within you, and I can hear you and you can hear me. I'm paraphrasing him, but he says then, the voice of the genuine makes the same music. <sighs> so in a contemplative approach to spirituality and sexuality, what I'm hoping for, what I'm praying for, is that you as the director with the directee or directees can make the same music as you talk about spirituality and sexuality. And that comes through holy listening. It's a beautiful invitation to offer to people watching this and, and reading your article. So grateful. And I'm just enjoying your, your energy and your spirit and your depth of knowledge and, and experience with this content. So this is... This is so good. And I just am really grateful. Thank you. All right. Take care. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us share and spread the word about the life-giving practice of spiritual companionship, you can help us out by subscribing to this podcast through your favorite app. You could give us a like or even write us a review. Thank you for listening. This is Matt Whitney with Spiritual Directors International. Thanks again for listening. Your time and your presence here are deeply appreciated. If you liked this show and would like us to continue making them, please do subscribe now while it's fresh on your mind. Also, we would love to hear from you, so please feel free to send in your comments and suggestions to the email address podcast at sdiworld.org. SDI is the home of spiritual companionship. Learn more about us and our work on our website, sdicompanions.org.